Politicians, politic. We've talked about it before. So let's talk to somebody who's not a politician. We're going to speak with Mike Holden, who's a chief economist for the Business Council of Alberta. Mike, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Oh, no problem. And definitely not a politician. <laughs> Which is good. We need a break. Um, when we talk about this, we, we know when we're taking a look at this through the business perspective in the province of Alberta, uh, we've had some tough times in the province of Alberta for business, especially small business. I don't know how many stories we've done about businesses closing, some hanging on, all the rest of this stuff. We had the economy, we had COVID. So in terms of what helps in the immediate, and we know help is needed immediately, does this budget help? Yeah, I think it does, and it helps on, on a range of levels. Um, you know, you touched on a couple of them, in, couple of them, in, you know, in your introduction there. So, a lot of the, you know, the affordability measures that are in there, increased um, spending for education, for healthcare, and you know, from the, and so those matter to businesses as much as they matter to the to the public at large. And on top of that, you know, there's some some investments in areas that I think are important for strategic growth um, for the province. One of those is this um, this new tax credit for value added agricultural processing, so we can get more value of the goods that we're producing before we export them. And then there's a lot of uh, money in there for education and training in specific um, high-demand professions and occupations, the kinds of jobs that businesses keep talking about having labor shortages and, and the positions that are difficult to find. And there's a lot of money to support additional training and education capacity in those specific areas. You know, and you make a really good point because we're, we're talking about what has to be done immediately to help in the, in the provinces cognizant of that, but they also have to try and balance that with the future going forward. How do we make sure that we're laying the groundwork for prosperity, you know, five years, 10 years, 50 years? Did they strike that balance or did they lean too far one way or the other? Uh, no, I think that there's a pretty good balance in there. I think the, the main mistake that uh, that governments have made in the past, when you get these kinds of revenue windfalls that you talked about, is that uh, you know you take a what what amounts to a temporary surge in in um, resource royalties coming in, and governments in the past have sort of locked in long term operational spending growth as a result of that. And so when those resource revenues dry up, when they fall back down, they're suddenly left with this strong um, operational spending growth path. And so this government has taken some steps through their uh, through their sort of fiscal plan to to limit future spending growth um, from a from a, from this base point that we're looking at right now and then you know make sure that there is money uh, available to help pay down the debt and to um, you know the, and the balanced budget le- legislation that was put in there as well so all these steps are I think um, they're a solid first step towards um, creating a longer term uh, fiscal more fiscally sustainable future for the province and I think that's something that's in the interests of Albertans in general and and the business community as well. Yeah, and it's it's that never-ending roller coaster ride, right? I mean, that's what we always talk about—the revenue roller coaster ride. And uh, I don't know if it'll ever be solved completely, but uh, like you say, there is some talk about a framework going forward that might limit the ups and downs to some extent. Yeah, to some extent, and I think that I mean, this is a first step towards that. And you know, it's it's a big challenge for the province, and it's actually even a bigger challenge now than it was before because the way our royalty uh, regime is structured is that you know there's sort of two tiers to royalty um, revenues one is when projects before before companies make money on them they pay a lower level of, of uh, royalties and then once they hit that payout point they start paying a higher tier of royalties yeah. and so a lot of them have kicked in and that's why we're in better shape right now but the challenge with that is that that uh, that means that every dollar that the province misses its oil price forecasts it creates an even bigger swing in in potential revenues um, than it did before, and so that makes it difficult. And so, so you know, putting more money towards debt repayment, making sure that you limit future spending growth, those are all necessary steps in order to at least 
start to insulate against that volatility. Yeah, in terms of the general economic climate, um, you know, uh Businesses in Alberta, especially small businesses, do better when Albertans do better. And we know uh, times are tough. Uh, inflation and all the rest of these sorts of things. A lot of Albertans um, are, are having a hard time making ends meet to the extent that the province has stepped in to help some, but not all. And those programs end uh, right after the election in June. How concerning is it to you that, you know, do you, do you have an eye to that affordability uh, initiative that was brought in and, and getting more money into the pockets of Albertans? What Did the province do enough in that area? You know, I, it, it was a very it was very important that they did um, act in that area, and so I think that, generally speaking, I would say yes. I think where we're looking at with inflation right now is that you know we're still looking at pretty high year over year growth rates, but on, on a month to month basis, um, it's actually slowed down considerably. So infl- so prices are have been more or less flat, roughly speaking, for the last two or three months, and so things aren't getting worse now, but they are worse than they were a year ago. So putting that sort of June. Um, June end point, and I'm sure they would revisit it later if inflation continues to be a problem. I think that's relatively appropriate. Um, the one issue that we have is that a lot of the money that's being put forward is geared towards families, and so there's not as much for for low-income Albertans without children. So I think that's a, that's a, a small concern. Yeah, you're, you're certainly not alone. Uh, that's been the criticism of that program right from the beginning, because a lot of people are left out, there's no doubt. Um, so going forward, if you had to, a chance to sit down with the finance minister and say, okay, this is what we've got working on this document, but going forward, uh, this is what we want you to keep an eye on, what would you be recommending? Well, I think that, first of all, you do need to keep an eye on your resource royalty revenues. You need to underestimate where you think oil prices are going to go in order to create a bit of a buffer so that we don't get large, unpleasant surprises down the road. And I think it's important to to make sure that um, that there's fiscal discipline and making sure that, you know, we it's a challenging thing to do. I mean, there's lots of demand um, and need for healthcare and education spending in particular, but we have to make sure that we don't um, overspend and run away on the amount of money that we're, that we're putting into operating expenses because we may not have the revenue to support it down the road. That's, I mean, that's the age-old discussion we've always had, right? And how, how do you walk that line? Uh, Mike, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.